Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Questions, the podcast. I am Michelle Berman Michael, your host. I am owner of Berman Media PD and CEO of the Instagram Power Method. And I am very, very excited about today's episode because this is a very unique take on Instagram. And I get to interview a very fun new friend of mine who I feel like this is just the very, very beginning of our friendship and relationship, both personally and professionally. But Amy Shrew, I am so excited to have her. She is a realtor with Better Homes and Gardens. She is a national speaker traveling the real estate circuit, speaking at all of the biggest and best conferences across the country. And she is the owner of Curated Learning. So Amy, thanks so much for being here and being a part of this. Why don't you just tell my audience a little bit about you? Okay. Realtor forever. Um, (laughs) Working with new construction investors and um, luxury homes. Now also um, very big into education and learning. Um, I had a learning company, which I have now um, started consulting. So we're doing uh, a lot of onboarding materials We're writing a cryptocurrency course and we work with uh, onboarding new agents. So we work with companies, brands, associations. We're having fun. I love it. Well, Amy, you have certainly been around the real estate world and kind of embedded in what's going on in this space for quite some time. You are good friends with my business coach, Grant Wise. and, And so you're no secret to a lot of the new and upcoming trends and things that are going on in the industry. And while I'm not a big trend gal, everybody knows that about me. Um, One of the things that I think is really important to chat about is because you do travel and you do go to a lot of these conferences, just kind of, if you could, what's the temperature about social media? Like what is, what are people saying? What's being spoken about at some of these conferences and specifically Instagram, where do you, where do you feel like people's heads are at when it comes to it? Thanks um, for the question, Michelle, you know, it's funny, I see history repeating itself with social media. People get thrown all different ideas on things they're supposed to do. And basically realtors, including myself, were busy with the day-to-day, all the anguish and the craziness of the real estate transaction. So to find time to do all of this stuff that we're told to do is mind boggling. What I'm finding now is when there's classes on how to, people don't wanna go. What they want to learn about, how can I be my authentic self, put content out there that pulls the right people to me, and where's my client? And more and more, our clients are on Instagram. So there's a a renewed interest in doing videos and putting content out there that people can say, hey, I like her. I like him. I want to work with him. So I'm hearing a lot of that, more of um, how to get people connected with you. So it's kind of a different perspective. Well, I love it. And what you said is really interesting to me because I think the premise of like a lot of social media coaches and people that are out there is they're kind of preaching this how-to methodology, right? Everybody wants to learn 
how to post a reel or how am I supposed to send a DM message to make people want to buy from me? Or how do I post content that doesn't fall on deaf ears? Or how do I record a video with the fancy subtitles? Um, and a lot of it is kind of centered around this how-to movement, I guess we'll call it that. But the reality is what you just said is that it's really not about that anymore. And I think a lot of this has changed to more so it's less about how do I do something and more about why am I doing something? Um, and I've certainly spent the last several years of my career trying to kind of embrace that why and get people to understand the why part first before we then worry about the how. Because if you don't understand why you're doing something, then I think there's a couple of things that will be missing, right? Internal motivation will be non-existent. Nobody's going to want to do anything if they don't see the purpose or see the end game uh, or the result of why, or sorry, the result of actually doing it. Um, and I think that just ties into this. We have to get rid of the trend aspect of things, learning how to make a viral reel, learning how to make the perfect video, all of those things I just feel like don't matter. So um, let's talk about your content if you want to a little bit, because I love, there's so much growth that's happened even just for you since you and I have met as far as what you're doing mm -hmm. on Instagram. But talk to me a little bit about your content strategy, kind of the stories that you pose in your content. And I guess the third question to, or third part of that is how do you feel when you're producing authentic content? Okay, thanks. Thanks again for your question. So a couple of things. I am definitely on a growth spurt with Instagram. And in speaking to you, I've already implemented some of the things you shared with me, which I'll talk about in a second. But the first thing that I started doing is making sure I had social objects out there. As I'm reinventing myself um, with my real estate and with my new company, I've only been out here for about a, a year. Um, I started just creating what I call social objects. What are things that I love that I can connect with people? It could be real serious things. It could be really fun things. So I'm constantly posting content about things that whenever I meet people in person, they always comment. Whether they like or comment on my post, the overwhelming amount of people who will DM me or when they see me in person go, oh my God, I love that you posted that, that encouraged me. They're connecting with those things. So for me, it's being a girl boss. It's being a farmer, which is kind of unique because I am a city girl from New York and we don't normally farm. So most people who know me personally think it's hysterical. Um, working, showing my family and showing the things that I love to do, like biking and things like that. So that was the first thing. Next, started getting bold about sharing ideas. I've always told um, my friends that if you have something that you talk about over and over, you should always write a blog post, right? And if someone says, how do you work with me as a buyer's agent? Send them a link to your blog so they go back to your website. Now I'm thinking, why can't I do that same thing with my Instagram videos? So I'm redoing some of the blog posts you know, uh, what's it like living and working and playing in central Connecticut? Um, what happens when you work with me as a realtor and also with my learning company? So I've been starting to do videos, real short form videos. And even just with playing that, I've already gotten some clients. So it's pretty cool. I love it. I have more, but did you ask me anything I, else? No, I love I it so much. It? Social, I wrote two things down. I wrote social objects because I think this is really a powerful uh, phrase that we can use to kind of describe the process of creating authentic content. 
And then secondly, I love what you said so much. Start getting bold about sharing ideas. And so I think we're, I want to tie this into asking for business when it's appropriate. So uh, let's go there. And then I think we'll, we'll naturally let it go uh, towards what you are implementing now since we met, but we'll let that come afterwards. So one of the things that I'm, I want to lean into with you is you said sharing or start getting share or sorry, start getting bold with sharing ideas. That's a tongue twister for you. Um, and with that, this is something that I say to a lot of people in our network, right? Our core students, our clients is that sometimes you have to go in for the ask and that's okay. Um, so I want to talk to you about how you have leveraged getting business off the platform, because I'm sure that people are reaching out to you, not just directly always, right? Not saying, Amy, I want you to help me sell a house. Um, usually it starts with a more natural conversation that then proceeds to that. So talk to me about your transition period of, of how you go from, we're having just an authentic conversation to I'm now going in for the ask. Okay. Thanks. I'm starting to do short form videos. That is content that I'm passionate about my real estate. I'm just starting to build because I'm, I'm having business. My speaking business is where I've seen the most results right now. Um, ideas that I talk to clients about all the time and I go, wow, that's something I should share with other people. As soon as I have that idea, what I'm doing is I go in and open up Zoom and I record, just kind of record the idea. And then I transcribe what I said into a script. And then I record it again, sometimes in Zoom, but other times I'm putting it in Camtasia, which is a higher quality video. And then I do some like bottom thirds and stuff, but I literally go through that process. So I have my script and then I, I can speak in a short amount of time and get the point across. So the first one I did was about onboarding. I have a two part, how do you onboard your sales associates? And if you don't do a good job, you've missed the mark. You missed an opportunity. From that first video, I got two business opportunities. One I'm actually working on right now. The other one, we'll see. You know, sometimes we don't always want to work with certain people. Um, I'm going to decide if it's a client I want. But two from one video. I love it. And I think there's some organic boldness, even in just the topics that you're talking about, right? And kind of bringing up some specific things that you do that is very unique to you that kind of positions you in a well, nobody else is talking about this kind of thing. So uh, I think that you've done a really good job at just embracing the platform. And I think that I have a, a, a very poignant question for you because there are a lot of people who, and we actually met some at the conference that we were at together a couple a couple weeks ago, um, people who want to break into the speaking circuit, but they're, they're not doing things that they need to be doing personally. Um, and they're not putting content out there in order to kind of create that lore, if you will, or even make it known that that person's available to do those things. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I want to get my first speaking gig, uh, Amy, what would you say to that person? You know, first thing um, is proof, proof of concept. And uh, the other term I wanted to throw out is social proof. For speaking, I would approach it a little different. I would speak locally, someplace that you can drive in your car, talk to your association. If you belong to a real estate group like Women's Council or other groups that are around, ask if you can speak there. 
and let people evaluate you and have someone video and make sure that you do a really good job. Never go on to the to the big stage until you're comfortable that you're going to deliver something that has platform skills and the idea is concise. So start with your circle and then go wider, you know, if you want to drive three hours. And then when you've gotten, you know, a dozen events, I know that sounds like a lot or maybe a little less under your belt, then find out how to apply for all the others or get someone to refer you. Um, There's so many speaking opportunities out there. You've really taught me that too, because I have a very, very unique uh, proposal, if you will, for people who I speak for just because of my place in the marketplace, I think, um, and even just how I deliver things. But one of the things that I can ask you, which was a question that I had many years, I would say maybe even two years ago, not so much now, but initially you, you know, you made the comment, just get in your car and go an hour away or go somewhere nearby somewhere locally. But I think part of the problem for those people who are new to the speaking circuit is how do you even pitch that, right? How do you just walk into the women's council uh, meeting at the end of the night and be, or, you know, whatever time it is, just show up and be like, Hey guys, I uh, would like to speak for you. Uh, You know? So I think tie, or if you can tie this into how we then post or talk about it on Instagram, I think that would be a unique tie in here. You have to get social proof. You have to get credibility. Um, Just like you create your value prop for your business that you articulate to buyers or sellers, whoever you're working with, what is the value proposition of your topic that you bring, that you're going to bring to market? You have to be passionate about it. Once you have an idea, either get somebody who knows you to refer you to a local group or be a vital member of that group. And you know what? The first time I did, I just called my local MLS um, and said, I have a topic that I think would be really uh, beneficial for the group. And they let me speak to a group of 20, 30 people. All of a sudden, I was speaking all over that state where I live. You know, all the MLS, all the, I'm going to say not MLSs, but actually the um, associations, all of the local associations, they're always looking for speakers. Um, Groups like, Women's Council also is strong, but what about other associations in your town who want to know about real estate? It could be um, it could be social and civic groups like Lions Club, um, Chamber of Commerce. Do you go now that we're back out? Do you go to the Chamber of Commerce, you know, events and say hi to everybody, say that you're a realtor, but you also speak on X? you'll get invited to those groups. So civic organizations in your community, but start leveraging your um, your relationships. I'll give you an example. If you have a topic that's really powerful, talk to everyone about it. You're networking with people, they're vendors, they're people that you know, and it's kind of a segue into your real estate business. You know, how are you? Um, how's everything? You know, I had this great opportunity. I've come up with this speaking topic and I'm speaking. It's it's working really well. What's the topic? You can talk about it. You never know who they're going to bump into at the bank, at a cocktail party, when they're playing golf. And that's how we sell real estate. We we do referral-based business, your speaking business. So on Instagram, that was a long, long way around. Can I just finish it? Are you okay? Yes, I no, I love longer? it. I'm like, I love this so much. And it's making my brain go off in like 47 directions. So keep going. <laughs> Make sure that you 
document everything. If you don't take a photo or video, did it happen? I mean, we have to be a little obnoxious with that, but you're going to start documenting those things on social media. What cracks me up is that my friends go, we never know whether to call you because you're just so busy. I'm like, come on, you know me. I am letting people know I'm out there, but you always can call me. But I'm like, oh, this is working. <laughs> people who know and love me are getting the message. What's happening to the people who don't know me, but need to know me and love me that are out there? They're getting the message. And when you do a call to action, um, I've just spoken here. This is the topic. Bring me in, make a joke or do a video about the topic that you spoke on. You know, I just spoke at an event and this topic was so powerful. Let me share a couple of the points. What are you doing? You're giving knowledge, you're dropping knowledge and you're letting them know, oh, she speaks. Now they'll probably DM you or they might text you. They're not gonna go, we're gonna hire you, but that's how it works. For sure. And I think one of the things I'll, I'll piggyback on that, that I have really worked hard on on my own personal advertising or my own personal brand, if you will, is when I do podcast recordings like this, right? When I'm interviewing someone, uh, when I am teaching a, a webinar, right? I pull video content off of those things of me speaking or me educating or me talking about a specific something that I might be passionate about. And I use that as social proof to your point um, as a, this is who Michelle Mar Berman Michael is and this is how she sounds when she talks. And I think this ties into the authenticity piece which is what we talked about right out of the gate uh, in this conversation, which is that it's not about the how to's, it's about the why. And the why's are typically a, tied to, are you, or I should say the why's are typically tied to, are you capable of being authentic and showcasing who you actually are? Because if you do that, then the end result is X, Y, and Z. We get business, we get new clients, we get all these things. So you said a lot of really valuable things there. And I will tell people that, uh, you know, from my experience as a newer speaker, uh, speaking to you, Amy, as someone who's a very seasoned speaker, the biggest thing that I have learned, not just from you, but really just in general, is that there are a lot of opportunities in my day to day, even when I'm sitting behind my desk, to be able to document language or video or content, if you will, that position me as somebody who the women's council should hire or position me as somebody who, um, if I submit something to NAR, right. And not, I want NAR to pick me, um, 99% of the time they're going to ask for video footage or ask for a clip from something. Right. So don't go in empty handed. And there are ways, even if you're, um, small time learning and trying to kind of break into it, in order to, when you do submit something like that, to have a video available. You know, we spoke um, last year, uh, when you speak at the national events, they don't pay, of course, but we did a session last year, my business partner and I, on cryptocurrency, Web3, blockchain, when we were in San Diego. And at the end, we said, if you'd like a presentation like this, we put a QR code up and we put a link. We probably had 25 people I will tell you, uh, Michelle, I think we've done that presentation over 30 times and it's only what, August? Now, because of COVID, it was webinars, but we got paid 30 times for a topic that we did. And in the meantime, one other thing I wanna share, if you're gonna start speaking, have a product. 
don't go out there because the real estate industry is probably one of the lowest paying for speakers. Other industries, you can get triple. It's just the way it is. But if you have a product, if they love you when you speak, they want to take you home. It could be a book. It could be a link to, to download videos or tip sheets, have a product. So don't go out, be strategic if you're going to speak, even if you start with one little topic. So the crypto class, uh, we are writing a full-fledged class. And because of all of these speaking engagements, we have over 2,000 names of people who raised their hand and said, we want to know about your course. Now I have to put that together, um, but that'll definitely go through um, Instagram as well. I love that. And I think that that's a really unique part of this conversation. I had no idea we were going to go there. And I love this because <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who are speakers who go out there and they're some of them are inspirational speakers. Some of them, you know, like look at Gary Vee, for example. And I think Gary Vee is a great example of someone who gets paid a boatload of money to stand on stage, but he doesn't really have something to take home. But here's what he does have. He has a YouTube channel. He has an Instagram channel. He has a Facebook. He has a LinkedIn. He has all of these places that you can just consume, consume, consume Gary Vee. And what people are figuring out what, how to, or what to do, I guess, not the how to, we're going to stay away from that phrase. What people are figuring out that they need to do is if you have the opportunity to be a sponsor of something that Gary Vee is doing, or if you have the ability to position your product in a place where Gary Vee is, um, that's where, you know, Gary Vee's, uh, value proposition might be. But for you and I, Amy, I think it's our courses right? The Instagram power method, 99% of the time comes up in a, in the, something I'm speaking about or somewhere that I'm speaking, even if it's subliminal and it's really not the point of the conversation. Um, but having that is certainly huge. Um, as you know, I'm in the process of, of getting ready to write a book myself. And that's a huge part of my big picture life goals. But um, you've taught me that anywhere you show up, anywhere you go, you have to have something, as you said, that somebody can take home with them, whether that is my podcast, whether that's the book, the course, you know, booking a call with me to find out about other things. Um, and so I actually, just since you and I met, I've had a couple of people who have reached out to me saying, hey, like, I know that, you know, you are trying to break into the speaking circuit. Um, you know, how did you do it? How did you get started? And it's funny because I still feel like I'm so infant in that world. But just because I started putting stuff out there, to your point, new people who are also trying to do the same thing are reaching out to me now, um, which I, I'm then going to just direct, direct them to you, but because um, I'm still too new to, to really have that leverage. But uh, it's just cool. It's just exciting to see kind of the evolution of what just putting that content and putting it out into the universe, kind of manifesting it can do. So you taught me two things that have already helped me. One is you don't need millions or even tens of thousands of followers. I have 3000. The amount, the people who follow me, it's organic and they read my stuff. I look at the analytics. You can get business from a, from a small group. It doesn't have to be tens of thousands of people. So that's one thing you taught me. Yeah. Um, other thing is to stay engaged. You can write content all day long, but if you don't comment, connect, like be a human being, it's not going to go uh, far at all. So I've been doing what you've been saying. I'm going on, there's an alarm on my, uh, on my calendar every day at noon. And while I'm wolfing down my lunch, 
I'm liking, I'm commenting, I'm saying things. So I'm not up to where I need to be, but I'm getting there. So thank you for those two things. Yeah, that's that's a great segue to what I was going to ask you, which is it's easy to be distracted by our big picture goals, right? And all the things that we have going on in our day to day. Oh, I want to go do this and I want to book get booked for this and like work, right? Just work happens, life happens when it comes to that stuff. But one of the things that you and I have talked about in depth is my 45, my 45 comments, 20 story reply rule, um, which is doing 45 comments on your, on other people's content on a daily basis and doing 20 story replies at the same time. Now people will often ask me, you know, why is it 20 versus 45? Like, why isn't it just 45 and 45? Um, and what I tell people is that the vast majority of people who are using Instagram still to this day, specifically in the realtor or the loan officer space, which is what we're talking about here, they are not using stories effectively yet. So the strategy around 4520 is doing 45 comments. And as you're doing the comments on someone's content on their feed, if they also have a story up that same person, then you also tag or, you know, check mark one of your 20 story replies. So as you're going through your 45 comments, you should theoretically be able to also arrive at about half of those people having the story up for you to reply to. So for you, Amy, I know you have a timer set at noon and you're getting to where you want to get to as far as being able to do it more consistently and at, at a higher level. But what does that engagement look like? Who are you engaging with? And what are the conversations that you're having? How do they start It's interesting. Um, the it is. I'm just kind of doing it organically now. I've been doing it since how long ago did we meet? Just like three weeks ago, I think. Mm -hmm. So for the first three weeks, I've just been doing it organically, just to see who shows up on my feed, because I want to get accustomed to it. But now I'm thinking about it more strategically. And it is people who are influencers who I know. When I say influencers, it's people in my world that are out there that already know me, that already respect me. So I'm looking at their stories and commenting there. That's one group. The other are potential people who could hire me. And that could be in, in my world, that's going to be brokers, it'll be association people, it'll be national organization people. So those people, and then the third group is for my local, expanding my reach with my local uh, network and, and neighbors. I actually just met a neighbor here the other day who, for some reason, knows I know how to do social media, and she wanted to start a neighborhood Facebook group, which no one could find. Um, so I'm going to, uh, we're going to talk about how we're going to do that because we, we have 113 houses here and we're going to do a block party. That's my neighborhood. But how did she know that I know social? One of the other neighbors must have been reading. So that group, my friends, family, real estate network. So those are the three groups I'm going to be more focused on. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to document it though. If you have any ideas, if you could share, that would be great. What do you think yeah. of that? Yeah. So as far as documenting it, I think there's a couple of ways that, and this is a wonderful question because I think there's a lot of people who know that they need to be doing engagement and they're, they're trying to be more consistent there, but sometimes they struggle with, well, where, right? How often is too often, or is that right. relevant to me? So there's a couple of things right. I'll tell you. 
Um, and this is, this is really powerful guys, right? So if you're listening to this, we're, there's so much on both sides here, right? So we have Amy who's speaking nationally and getting paid to do this, um, learning how to leverage Instagram on top of what she's already doing. And then you have me on my side, which is, that's what I do all day, every day, but I'm trying to break into more of the speaking side. So it's a really fun combo. That's why I'm excited that we got to do this episode. So to answer your question specifically, Amy, there's two big things that I'm going to tell you. Number one, right, is we have to build out your five-day, what we call our engagement tracker. So we have categories for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All five of those days are designed to be um, based off of who your ideal client actually is. So for you, Amy, you have multiple different types of ideal clients, right? You have the big broker, the people who want, or the person who's going to hire you, right? So the organizations, the brokers, um, some of the non-real estate related industry professionals that might be able to bring you that way. Um, so for you, I would honestly say if you can focus on like Monday, Tuesday, I'm just making these days up for you. You can move them interchangeably, but on Monday, Tuesday, if you focus on big brokerages and then Tuesdays, you fall or you focus on big organizations, right. Or big speaking, uh, people who are paying for speakers, right. Think of it that way. So it's not so narrow. It can be a little bit bigger. Think organizations that will pay me to speak, not just real estate related. Then this next two days is really, really important. So Wednesday could be, um, your CSV file or your CSV list, right? So what that means is your email list, people who are on your email list, like you were mentioning, you have a crypto course coming out, which by the way, guys, if you have ever been curious about getting a mortgage or buying real estate with crypto, you need to get on board with what Amy's doing here and start following her just for that one reason alone. If you don't, if you don't already have a reason, um, because when that's out, everybody needs to jump on that because that is so relevant, but Wednesday would be your email list, right? So the idea with putting your email list on one of your days is that you're engaging with people who are already part of your network, but are not necessarily already consuming your content on social media. So you have to go find them and make sure that you're creating touch points, right? So you're engaging consistently, you're showing up, somebody's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm on Amy's email list. I remember seeing her speak, but I'm not following her, her on Instagram, right? So I will tell you that Wednesdays will be the longest day for you for engagement because you have to go through and individually find some of those people who are on your email list that you're not consuming on, on social. Um, but it's the most powerful day in my opinion. And then Thursday is going to be your people that you're are already following you. Um, or that you are following on Instagram. So it's a combination of people that are following you. So you literally just click the number of how many followers you have and go through the list. The first couple people, you click on their profile, comment on something that they recently posted. If they have a story, reply. Um, and then vice versa, right? So you're also engaging with people who you are following so that you're kind of touching both. Um, and then Friday, in my opinion, for you, would be something relevant to your third place, which is when you're not at home and when you're not at work, what are you doing? Um, so for you, that's farming, that's hiking, that's biking. That's the things that make Amy, Amy. Um, and the reason this is really important is because you need to be in the marketplace as a consumer of all things and a, a person doing life. Um, not just somebody who, you know, is on being a realtor or trying to earn business. That was phenomenal. Um, I've been doing it wrong. So I'm going to fix that. And I think you're right. The Wednesday, I have to really refine that list. You know, one of the biggest issues when um, we're doing consulting 
with companies is the CRM, an agent's database that is the biggest pain point ever to keep it updated, to have the right people in it. Um, it's just a tough thing to do. So I think that's gonna, it's gonna, that's what makes it tough, right? None of our lists are perfect. They need work. Yeah. I mean, everybody's email list needs, needs some love occasionally. Right. And, you know, I feel like I have almost 14,000 people on my email list and I still feel like I need to go through it all the time. You got to get rid of the unsubscribes. You got to get rid of the emails that bounce. Um, you have to segment them into this person's already a core student. This person's not right. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but um, you know, we have a, a big event coming up that day number two, we're talking about emails all day. We're talking about how to use your email list. We're talking about how to cross pollinate Instagram and Facebook with your email list and vice versa. So it's a really relevant topic. And, uh, I'm excited that that is something that you see on your side, because that just shows me that that is a huge pain point in the marketplace for people. And so it's going to be a good conversation, but um, to wrap things up, Amy, I just have a couple more questions for you. And then we're going to, we're going to tie this up with a bow, which is, um, and I should say, I'll start with this one question. So for those people, uh, let's talk to somebody who is consistently speaking, they are doing a good job of it, but they're not documenting anything. What would you tell them? Would you say it's okay? Just, you know, you're obviously busy, keep doing what you're doing or what would, how would you pour into them to kind of make the shift? to show up on social media moving forward, knowing that that is the way that our world and the real estate space in general is moving. Okay, this is what I would recommend. When you have an event that you're real, it's a topic that you love, hire a videographer. Have them mic you more than just for the room, mic you back to the video so you get audio and video and have this person know that they should be doing B-roll as well. So you can create a hype video for when people wanna hire you, but now you have your content as audio, so you can do whatever you want with the audio, but now you also have video. And um, I'm gonna go in the weeds here. I go to the local college and go to the Dean of Interns, and I ask for a PR marketing degree student a 20 year old who has to do a project, find someone who's good with video. The person I recently had magnificent what they did with video, break that video up and use it for your social media posts. That's the first thing I would do. Make sure that someone is taking action photos of you and just happy photos with people. Just be very mindful. Don't let it not happen. I love this. How so do I do <laughs> With every, with every event that I have coming up, you know, there's always that part in the back of your mind. Right. And I think even just when we spoke together a couple of weeks ago at the awesome females in real estate conference, I, the girl that I had with me, one of my guests, um, I specifically, before I went up, I said, Michelle, don't forget to take pictures of me. Right. And it wasn't the best picture in the world of me. I didn't love the angle. Right. But that wasn't the point of the photo. The point of the photo was to showcase that I was doing something that I love talking about something that I love and I got to do it in front of a, a group of women that I now love. Right. So it was a really special thing and it was super simple to do, but most of us don't think to do that. Most of us don't think to slow down and make sure that it is important or that it's done because it is important. Right. But you know, again, with my upcoming event, I hired a videographer and I have multiple girls on my team that have uh, really fancy cameras. And I'm like, girls, you are the photographers for the, the two days. 
bring your fancy cameras and take as many pictures as possible. So it's just about getting it in the, in the back of your mind and creating the habit. Um, because just like anything, you got to flex the muscle enough before you, you don't forget to, to do it. Um, so I love that, but, uh, Amy, to be a good steward of your time, there's one more question that I want to ask you. Um, and it's going to piggyback with how do we get connected with you on social media? But the big question is, what do you have coming up that we can, we can get dialed into and how then can people get connected with you? Okay. First of all, I'm Amy Sheru everywhere. Um, every social media site is just my name, Amy Sheru. And I'm sure well, you'll see this, the spelling. Right now, I am doing um, a lot of virtual, but I, I've chose four events where I'm going to be talking. I'm doing the crypto right now because I'm really passionate about that. Um, those events are specific to clients, so I can't really invite them in. But we're going to be starting in November a free session. Um, we're going to give, we're going to dump our knowledge on everybody. Um, I can get it through you. I can send it to you, the link. And if people want to join, um, they'll learn a little bit to make them more empowered if they want to learn more about what's going on with blockchain and crypto. And then we'll be rolling out our class at the end of the year. I love it. So reach out to Amy, Amy Shrew. Last name is C-H-O-R-E-W. And that will be in the show notes for those of you guys who are listening on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you'll be able to find her, click on her and go get connected with her. But uh, again, Amy, thank you so much just for all of your knowledge. Uh, you're a wealth of it. And it's amazing. I feel like I learn more and more in every single conversation. So I'm so grateful for you and for our friendship. And to all my listeners, I really hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. And if you liked it, please like, subscribe, leave us a review, do what you do on any platform. Uh, the more reviews we get, the higher we climb and the more audience that we get to touch. So I'm super grateful for you, Amy. Thanks for being here. And we will see you guys in the next episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.